0: Alright, how's everyone doing tonight? Good. That's good. So tonight we're going to be going over 1 uh, Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-4, through four, which is all about prayer. And uh, so I figured while you guys are going there in your Bibles, uh, I would just quickly explain what prayer really is for anyone that's new and uh, might not really understand what the whole prayer thing is. So this book is God's perfect, infallible, inspired word. It's how he communicates to us. It's how he uh, communicates to us who he is and his will for our lives and is full of his wisdom for us to apply to our lives. Prayer is how we talk back. It's how we communicate to him. And um, what God desires above anything is to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. And just like any other relationship, that requires communication from both ends. Uh, Now that we've covered that, let's get into the passage we'll be talking about today. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. All right, so we see here there's four ways to communicate with God. We use the term prayer, like the, it's just a general term to, uh, to define like, all, of, all of our communications with him, but there's these four uh, specific areas that uh, encompass all of our communication. And so we see there's supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks or thanksgivings. Uh, we're going to go over each of these four areas tonight and see exactly what they are and how we should be uh, praying according to the Bible. The first form of communication we'll be looking at is supplications. Now, there's some people that teach this, uh, this idea that prayer is like a magic power, that you just like visualize what you want or demand it to happen, and if you have enough faith, that it will. Uh, this is completely contradictory to what a supplication is. Uh, and we'll see that by looking at uh, Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, from that, we can see supplications are requests. And a request is a very big difference from like a demand or like this visualization thing where if you have enough faith, it'll happen. And. That really, a big part of that comes down to your attitude. That, that idea has it all about you. It's about yourself, and it, that, that's like a prideful thing, where it, like a, a request is humble. You're asking for it. You understand that it's out of your control. You have no power in it. Uh, and so just looking at how God uh, reacts to us being humble versus us being prideful, Matthew twenty three twelve says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Uh, James 4.6 says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So from these verses, we see that if we're humble, God exalts us. He lifts us up and gives us grace. But if we're prideful, then he's going to resist you, and you'll be abased, which means to, uh, to be humbled or degraded. So if your attitude in, when you're uh, going toward God with your, in your relationship is prideful and arrogant, it's not going to go well for you. And so uh, from... So yeah, now if you're going to God with requests instead of demands, we can see in Psalms 6, 8, and 9 that we can be confident that God will hear our supplications and receive our prayers. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping, the Lord hath heard my supplication, The Lord will receive my prayer. While God always hears all of our prayers, and we are promised that in the Bible, that there's no guarantee of the answer, the answer isn't always yes. Sometimes it's maybe, which is just that means God want, usually wants you to grow. He wants you to go through whatever you're struggling with, and so you can learn from it and grow in your relationship with Him by leaning on Him. Uh, and sometimes it's no. And along with that, it's kind of the same. Sometimes it's so, so that you can grow and learn from it, but sometimes it's because what you're praying for just doesn't align with God's will for your life. Uh, we actually see a, a great example of a prayer that's answered with no from Jesus in Matthew chapter 26. Uh, it's Christ praying in the garden of Gethsemane the night before he's crucified. Uh, so thir- Matthew 26, 38 and 39. Then saith he unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, Even unto death, tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, "O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as Thou wilt." Now Christ was both fully man and fully God, so he had the foreknowledge of what was going to happen the next day. He knew that he was going to suffer and that he was going to die. And I mean, he because he was fully human. He's having a human moment here. He didn't want to go through the suffering necessarily. Not that he wasn't willing. He was willing to follow, the, uh, follow the, the plan and do what was the Father's will, but he was struggling with it. And so he's going to the Father in supplication and asking. He's making a request. And thankfully, the answer to that one was no, and the next day he did die. And he died for our sins so that we can be forgiven and go to heaven when we die. Uh, regardless of the answer to your supplication, uh, we know that God wants us to take requests regarding everything in our lives to him and trust in him to make the best decision for what, how it's going to go and what's going to happen according to his will. Uh, looking at Philippians 4, 6, and 7 again, we see that God wants us to take everything to him. Uh, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. We should be making supplication for everything in our lives. There is nothing that we should be trying to do on our own or in our own power or by our own decision. We should be submitting to God's will for everything and taking every worry, every fear, every stress, every temptation, every decision, every difficulty to him and submitting to his will. Because that's really what it is, what it's all about. It's not about, oh, this is something I'm dealing with. God, give me an easy out. It's you're taking it to him and you're submitting yourself to his will. You're submitting yourself to what he wants for your life, and you're taking your struggles to him as well. So you're placing that, the, those burdens that you're having on him and trusting him to get you through it. Uh, so supplications aren't the only way we're supposed to communicate with God. Uh, we'll see that next with prayers. To understand what prayers are biblically, let's look at Psalm 72. Uh, so we'll start with chapter 20, which is the end of the chapter. And that just says, The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. So we see that the entire chapter is the prayers of David. Uh, we don't have time to go through the whole chapter, but we'll look at some of it and see exactly what his prayers are like. Uh, so, chapter 72, verses 11 through 14. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him, all nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. He shall spare the poor and needy and shall save the souls of the needy. He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence and precious shall their blood be in his sight. These are all things that align with God's will and his promises and his desires. So prayers are communications that are based in the word of God. And that doesn't mean that we just repeat scripture word for word uh, as a prayer. The key point to remember with prayers is that they're... um, They should be from the heart and have meaning. It shouldn't just be repeating something. And that's when you fall into a a dangerous territory of vain and repetitious prayers. Matthew 6, 7 says, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So what exactly does that mean? Uh, the The word vain just means empty. So from that, we can understand that this, he's talking, what Jesus is talking about here are vain and repet, or empty repetitions, and that it's, it's not really communicating anything. You're just repeating word for word some, someone else's words or even God's own words. And like that should be a part of your prayer, but like if you just repeat Psalm chapter 72 word for word, it's just vain and repetitious. You're not saying anything. God wants to hear from you and what you have to say. So, continuing in Matthew 6 to verses 9 through 13, we see Jesus teaches us how to pray. So, uh, Matthew 6 9, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, to start, it's important to acknowledge that he's saying, in this manner pray ye. He's not saying, pray this prayer. It's not a prayer we're supposed to pray. It's a model. It's to show us how we should pray. Uh, And then he says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He's giving exaltation and praise to the Lord. That should always be a part of our prayer. We should always acknowledge the glory of God when we pray. Matthew, and then continuing on to verse 10, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Pray for things that align with God's will. Uh, you should be genuinely, genuinely desiring to see God's will fulfilled in your life and in the world. Give us this day our daily bread. There's actually two ways you can take this part. So the literal way to take it would be that you should be praying for uh, like physical provision, so God to take care of your physical needs, but. Bread is interchangeable with the word, word of God in, the, in Scripture. And so what it's also saying is that we should be praying to God to feed us spiritually every day when we go into his word. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Our debt is sin. So we need to ask forgiveness for our sins when we pray. And we need to, for, just like we should be forgiving the people that sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You should be asking for deliverance from sin and temptation. And then to end the prayer, Christ once again praises and exalts the Father. Uh, So we should be spending time in his word every day, but we also need to remember to take time to talk to him about what we learn when we read. About what he's teaching us, about what... uh, uh, we want to see, as far as his will is concerned, we want to see his will being fulfilled. We should always communicate back every time that we, uh, we read his word. And we should be asking for help applying his word to our lives. Uh, so we've gone over supplications and prayers. Uh, now the next type of prayer we'll be talking about are intercessions. Uh, an inter- Intercession is, request, is a request on behalf of another person. Uh, whenever you pray for someone else, that's an intercession. The key point for, to remember for this type of prayer is that your prayer should be for everyone. Uh, looking back at t- First Timothy one through four, uh, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of th- thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. Just as prayer is an important part of our relationship with God, it should also be a central part of all our relationships because it pleases God and He desires for everyone to come to Him and accept the gift of salvation. Prayer should always be part of our relationships with other believers. Uh, We should always be praying for each other and asking each other to pray for us. One of the main purposes of the local church body is to edify each other, and a huge part of that is prayer. Uh, we see an example of Paul asking for prayers of intercession for himself in Romans chapter 15, verses 30 through 32. Now I beseech, you that, I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them to do not... For from them that do not believe in Judea, that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, and may with you be refreshed. Then James five fourteen through 16 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we see in this passage we we should be praying for each other when we're sick, but an important thing to remember about that is a prayer for healing, much like a supplication, is a request, and it is according to God's will. It's not a guarantee that that's going to be a yes, as much as that stinks sometimes. It's, We have to be willing to accept God's will in all areas of our lives. Uh, We also see in verse 16 that we should be confessing our faults to one another. That doesn't mean you have to tell your friends every sin you commit, but we (laughs) should—definitely don't do (laughs) that— but we should be sharing our struggles, our temptations, and our failings with each other so that we can pray for each other. We need to re- always remember to keep that, that prayer as a central part of all of, r- all of our relationships. Uh, but it isn't just believers we should be praying for. Going back to our passage in 1 Timothy 2, we see that prayer should be made for all men, for rulers, and everyone that is in a position of authority over us. This includes church leaders, professors, employers, and even politicians. Uh, in Matthew 5.44, we see that inter- intercessions should even be made for people that hate us, And persecute us. Uh, So but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you. Obviously you can't pray for every single person you know every time you pray. There's just not enough time in the day for that. But there's always things that you can pray for people about. There's (laughs) There's <laughs> plenty to pray about. Pray for your friends and family that are going through difficult circumstances or that your lost friends and family will uh, have opportunities to hear the gospel, that you'll have opportunities to share it with them and that they'll come to know the Lord as their personal savior. Uh, pray, for, uh, pray for our church leaders that they continue to follow the Lord and lead us well according to his will. If you get insulted by someone, by some jerk, <laughs> go, go to the Lord and pray for them. Pray that the Lord will help them with whatever they're going through, that he'll give them peace with whatever it is that's making them be mean or rude because usually that's why people are being jerks. It's because they're taking their stress out on other people. So pray for the Lord to give them peace through that and ask him to give, like, give them the opportunity to hear the gospel, whether, again, it's you having the opportunity or someone else having the opportunity to share the gospel with that person. Uh, a great way to find things for, to pray about for other people is just ask them. We should be asking our friends here at the well what we can pray for each other about. We should be asking our friends and family outside of the well. We should be asking our lost coworkers and friends and just everyone we know what we can pray for them about because that's how we keep prayer and our relationship with God involved in every aspect of our lives with everyone that we come into contact with. It's important to remember that we pray for other people every single day. Now that we've covered supplications, prayers, and intercessions, we only have one type of prayer left, giving of thanks or thanksgivings. Uh, This one's pretty straightforward uh, because the definition is literally in the name. Uh, It's thanking the Lord for everything that he does for you, all all of his blessings in your life. So Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18 and Ephesians 5.20, we see that we should be thanking God in every circumstance. In everything, or 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Much like supplications, nothing is too big or too small to take to the Lord in thanks. And we should always remember to thank him for every single thing that he does for us, Not everything. We should never be uh, taking anything for granted, never thinking like, oh, it's, I got this because I deserve it or I earned it. You should be thanking him for everything, every circumstance in your life and for giving you the opportunity or ability to have that. Uh, yeah, even on your worst day, it's important to find things to thank him for. Thank him for your family, your friends, your job, your pet, whatever else he's blessed you with. There's always something you can thank him for, and you shouldn't ever go a single day without thanking him. Now that we've looked at all the types of prayer, let's go in over some important things to keep in mind. Uh, healthy prayer life is vitally important for our relationship with God, for our walk with him. He wants to hear from us about everything. Not, don't leave anything out. He wants to constantly hear from us. Uh, he wants to hear about our struggles, our hopes, and our desires. He wants you to go with him to him on behalf of other people. We're supposed to love everyone, and praying is a huge way to do that. Praying for them is a huge way to do that. He also wants to hear our gratitude for everything that he does for us. Because without him, we are nothing and we have nothing. One-way communication is not a relationship. If you ever feel like you aren't growing, or you just aren't seeing any fruit in your life, uh, it's probably because one of two reasons— you either aren't spending time in his word, or you aren't speaking back to him. You aren't going to him in prayer. And we need to do both every single day to have a strong relationship with him. And if there's anyone here that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, prayer is how you get that. Romans ten nine and 10 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10:13 says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." There's only one way to receive salvation, to have your sins forgiven and to have that personal relationship with God. It doesn't happen through religious rituals, through vain and repetitive prayers, or through repentance alone, although repentance should be a part of it. You have to acknowledge what Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all guilty of sin, everyone. And uh, Romans 6.23 tells us what that guilt earns us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages of sin is death, not just physical death, but what the Bible calls the second death, eternal separation from God in the lake of fire. But if you will place your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins, if you'll call upon his name and ask forgiveness for your sins, you will be saved and have eternal life. We are promised that. So I'm going to pray, then we'll split up into our discussion groups and go over the discussion questions. But if you've never made that decision, if you've never made Jesus Christ your personal savior and entered into that relationship with him, do it now. Call out to him while i 'm praying, just speak to him in, in, in your heart in your in your mind speak just call out to him, ask him for forgiveness, ask him to be your personal Lord and savior uh, yeah, or if you still have questions, the discussion time is a great time to ask those questions but yeah so i 'm going to pray and then we'll we'll split up Lord, thank you so much for for the, the just the gift of salvation for desiring to, to have this personal relationship with us so much that you you took on human form and suffered and died for us so that if if we will believe in you, if we'll we'll accept that gift, we can have eternal life with you in heaven. Lord, thank you for everyone that comes to the well every week and just faithfully fellowships and worships you. and uh, Lord, I pray that this message was edifying to them and that, They'll, they'll take it and they'll, they'll see how, look at, them in, at themselves and see how they can improve their prayer life, Lord. I know I have things I have to work on that this has shown me, and I pray that you help me to, to uh, do that. And Lord, I just pray that everything we do throughout the week, that we glorify and exalt you, Lord, and that we would have open doors to share your gospel with people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.